0: It's time for us to go into the first segment of this week's episode,
1: Loon Monitoring.
0: Let's get out of those lakes and talk about our loons, Minnesota United FC, and this week, uh, there's... There's no news. (sighs) Really? You know, enough. This soft launch has really been on my nerves. Things were so much better in the NSL days when we actually were good. Remember when we won games? And didn't have to ...clean to Twitter for signs of hope. I... I... I wish Minnesota United had never gone to MLS. To MLS. To MLS. To MLS. Caleb. Uh Huh? Caleb! What's going on? Manny? Hey, what's going on? What happened to Notch and Colin? Why are you wearing an old-timey pajama robe? Caleb, I'm here to show you what would have happened if
1: Minnesota United FC had never gone to MLS.
0: Will there be two other ghosts, too?
1: Wrong fucking movie. Uh, oh. Our first scene. Do you recognize where we are?
0: Yeah, this looks like a liquor store. Yeah, a massive, gigantic liquor store. Well, it's called Big Top Liquors.
1: That's right, when Minnesota United didn't go to MLS, the bus barn was still left without a tenant. Is that OE800 for five cents? Yes. Instead of Allianz Field, they built a gigantic expansion of big-top liquors, with its cheap booze and constant close-out wine sales. That's pretty rad, actually. Rad? Uh, okay, I guess someone's an alcoholic. Hey!
0: Lights! Camera! Action! To be... Or not to be? That is the question. Also, have you seen my Honda? Holy shit. Christian Ramirez acting? Wait, is, is that Dame Judy Dench? Well, when NASL wages weren't
1: enough, Christian decided to get acting classes, and he became a Hollywood superstar.
0: This really is a dream, isn't it? What's this? A press conference? Is is that Adrian Heath standing us to an old-timey locomotive? It is Adrian Heath.
1: He's being unveiled as the Atlanta United head coach. <laughs> yeah, right. No. No, it's true. Without a team to hire him in 2017, he decided to enroll in the Johan Cruyff Coaching Academy. Now with Tata Martino leaving Atlanta, they've decided
0: to hire him. Wow. What an honor. Just two years ago, I was at rock bottom with the, without a way out. I seem certain that I would have to head back to the mines in Newcastle, with the black lung, and the Sunderland fans. Then it all changed for me with the Johann Cruyff Academy. I I don't know how to put it in words. Let's just say that a few years ago I might have told you that I had a three-year plan for Atlanta, but now, now it's all one-year plans, baby. You ready for another MLS Cup, Atlanta? Kind of surprised he did a top division coaching job for two years off, really. Oh. Top division? Well, since MNUFC stayed in
1: NASL, that league didn't collapse. Now it's America's undisputed top division. It's now the biggest league in the world. Former Commissioner Bill Peterson, he was just voted
0: president of FIFA. MLS is now the second division. Hey, hey, why is Brent Coleman over there behind Adrian? No, wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Let me guess. He became a poker billionaire and now owns the team? Man, you're just a genuine Pangop, aren't you? What? Hey, this doesn't look like America. Everyone is working reasonable hours and looking very fashionable. Wait, a mountain? Cow? Chihuahua? We're in Switzerland.
1: That's right, Caleb. We're in Lucerne, the home of FC Luzern. Jerry's old team? You mean his current team. When Minnesota United didn't take him on, Jerry stayed in Switzerland.
0: Fuck you, assholes. You are all terrible and I hate you. It's all your faults that we are a bad team. <laughs> what the... And let me tell you another thing. The supporters, you are the worst of all. I hate everybody. I hate dogs. I hate cats. I hate you. (laughs) What happened to Jerry?
1: Well, when Jerry remained Lucerne's scapegoat, the fans started bombarding him with abuse and two years of negativity. It's made him an angry, horrible man without a love for anyone or anything. He doesn't even have Instagram. No, no,
0: no, no. This, I can't take this. It, it's it's wrong. These fucks are going down. Come and get me, you ultra pieces of shit. I'm gonna kill you for ruining the only wholesome thing in the universe. Make you holy like your goddamn cheese. Come back, back well, your- No, no, goddamn no, no, no. Come bitch. back. This, this is still a dream.
1: Call it Soccer, a podcast by two
0: United fans. I'm Colin. I'm Caleb. And I'm Notch. This week we gloss over Minnesota's lack of, well, anything, before getting to our belated twin FC Cincinnati's signings. Gotta give Saturday Night Live just a little bit of credit for... uh, for inspiring that sketch right there although I I really wanted to make it a Christmas Carol because we could have had like a character in Chains I don't know how you do that over audio but like who would be Minnesota United's like Jacob Marley I I don't know like Johnny (laughs) Steele. oh god (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I asked I all those questions that you're not prepared for, damn it. You and said, I wrote the other you one wrote the on question the in there. Yes, you were, did. I, I was so expecting that to be the question. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> you know what? I feel fine about a notch, and uh, not my problem is so I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's my answer to the question you just asked, and also the next one. <laughs> 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 so the next question I had asked, and it's got some context to it, is uh, how do you feel about people supporting two national teams? Here's the reason, because India has just, Started becoming a country that does cool soccer stuff in terms of its soccer support. We have a supporters group now for the Indian national team, and um, I feel kind of like drawn towards supporting them. I think that in soccer in India is kind of where MLS and uh in American soccer was about 10 years ago, and they need people kind of tooting their horn, you know what I'm saying? So, but at the same time, having lived here now for many years, I feel a certain affinity for the U- United States. Men's national team. It's kind of like, you know, you see that, like, hungry, s- starving dog outside, and you're like, oh, that dog, let's bring it inside and feed it some Greg Berhalter. Oh, oh my. <laughs> you, you're recommending
1: that Greg Burhalter be fed to a dog? If that dog it was, like you're was not the United
0: a- States men's national team. Why is the national is team a- eating Greg Burhalter This is a mind-boggling... <laughs> Analogy. Just answer the question, you guys. Um I guess my answer would be don't feed red ball through to the national team and just feed the dog regular dog food. <laughs> I'm trying to go through something <laughs> profound. This is like a major topic, especially in England, uh, in the cricket world, because when when England plays India or Pakistan, there's actually like a lot of immigrants. In England, that are from the subcontinent who don't support England in those matches. And it really pisses off the like native English, uh, quote unquote. So. Wait, what? White English people being mad at immigrants doing
1: literally anything ever?
0: But, but I mean, yes, I, quite. I, I
1: mean, I mean, like, okay, fine. Let's, let's answer the gonna, question. You're not going to
0: take, take my like hint that maybe this might be a slightly controversial issue. Maybe some of us immigrants even have mixed feelings about this. I, I, Okay, uh, how about this? Don't feel
1: bad about it. Just understand that if those teams play against each other, you'll have to deal with your divided loyalties. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm That's never, never going to write a question in the Just notes again. Never yeah. get a split scarf or a split, no. wear a split God, jersey. No. For the, oh, my God. Oh my please God. don't ever do that. Split jersey. Now I'm going to do uh, that. Oh, no. No. <laughs> hey, for the last time ever, because we're going to change up our segments in the new year. Hey, but which, which by the way, people might be wondering why I'm saying this might be the last time ever if we're going to do something in New York. We're not going to be here next week or the week after live. We're going to have two clip shows. I'm going to like... Bring the old cast back together. We're going to have like a reminiscence about it. No, we're not. I'm just going to play. It's a bottle episode. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to play samples from the previous episodes and kind of take you through some history, share some bloopers, maybe a few old sketches, prepare for a lot of Huanan, basically. <laughs> are you, so, you going to start out
1: with um, some Paint Your Wagon references? Paint Your Wagon? It's one of the best Simpsons clip shows. Oh, I didn't know Simpsons had clip shows They have like 7 of them
0: Which isn't surprising because they have like 7,000 episodes Right Yeah, but they haven't done one in probably 15 seasons Alright, well, we've never done a clip show And I think it's time because we've now actually amassed a pretty decent library of bloopers I just need to get some of them from producer Nick Uh, And uh, we've got a lot of sketches, although not enough MLS ones We just restarted doing sketches about a month ago And... uh, so I think it's time to also look back on some of the history of this show and, you know, some of the some of the kids listening to it these days have been horribly scarred for life. But some of the adults who've been listening to it for, for a longer amount of time, maybe they they'd like to reminisce with me about the times that I podcasted from my bed. Uh, and which I have done. I have done with us, no less. Yeah. have we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Saw, we, Because the AC was upstairs. Yeah, exactly. Colin right? Yeah. Right, right, right. and I were not in the bed with you. <sighs> I want to point that out. We were in chairs next to the bed. I mean, you missed a couple of episodes, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> the lights were off. low.
1: All right, it was last, lost by
0: ten the lights. For the last time, let's go into a passion that we call United Passions. Our sport has a bright future ahead. In United Passions, we talk about the United we are most passionate about Minnesota United FC. Who? Well, literally, nothing happened. Hold on, Miguel Ibarra and Christian Ramirez
1: were reunited. At Disneyland, I mean, is that the next Pixar movie? Because I'd watch
0: that. I mean, I if, would watch the shit out of that. Good for them. Who's who? I need I need a I need a signing. I need a, a move I move. I just need wait, wait, something. Wait, 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 before we before we talk about Monday Night, if they were Toy Story, who would be Buzz Lightyear and who would be Woody?
1: <laughs>
0: well, Christian is more wooden. Yeah, have you seen anything? that Honda
1: commercial? Heyo. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I feel like
0: Christian wouldn't believe he wasn't a toy if he was a toy.
1: Yeah, Miguel is a little bit shorter. Buzz is a little bit shorter. Let's go, Miguel is right. right. Yeah, Hey, we got. A, we also, got, he can totally fly.
0: We got a question from Twitter, which is, how much is that sun gonna be in our eyes facing west all season? Um, is it? Is it gonna be in our eyes? Yeah. Hopefully, they'd be smart enough to engineer the stadium so they would. You know. Yeah. See, there are things called sunglasses and hats. Yeah. Also, so, so I'd say I would u- utilize those as much as possible. Also, the Wonder faces due north. So I thought you were going to say due south, and then I was going to go into the due south theme. That, that TV show have you heard of that TV show? No, it was, it was a TV show where they have a mounty who goes to Chicago to like look for his father's killer, and then he teams up with a Chicago detective to solve crimes. It's really kind of neat, and he's got like a half wolf, half. A uh, husky called Diefenbacher, named after the former Canadian premiere, uh Diefenbacher. Anyway, the really funny thing about it is, it was based in Chicago, the, the show, ostensibly, but it was filmed in Vancouver, because, you know, filming in Vancouver is cheap, except all the episodes that take place in Vancouver, which were all filmed in Chicago. I, I love that. I feel like you made this up. No! This sounds made up. It's a cool show from the 90s, due south. It's got a great theme, too. Uh, anyway... Let's, uh, let's, let's <laughs> move on to our Do South segment. We're talking about Do South episodes. What, wait, wait, this is new? What? Let's this sounds like an episode of Do South. <laughs> I, I think I have a new podcast idea. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to a segment that we call the Top Step. But the cream, rise to the top, oh yeah. In the Top Step, we cover the latest news from America's Top Step of Soccer, Major League Soccer and the NWSL. Everyone
1: drafted instead of Minnesota United.
0: Everyone has drafted more players than us. Have you heard that song? Everyone has more sex than me. No, I haven't heard that song. Notch. There this was, is all pop. This episode is just all pop culture references <laughs> that we don't understand. Everyone that only has Notch more does. sex than. Oh, it's either a real uh, pop culture reference or a fever dream. No, it was. Once. It was like a flash cartoon on like. E-bombs world or something in like the early 2000s. I'm know. 26. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm 28. <laughs> I, I was like, saying that out loud. I vaguely <laughs> remember E-bombs world, but I... nothing. Yeah, it was called no Everyone Bells. Has Had More Sex Than Me, and it's a little rabbit that's like a cartoon. It was back when the internet was... <laughs> Wholesome? and eh, no, just <laughs> uh... Back I don't
1: when it was know the weird. Word. Yeah, yeah, like... Yeah. like Weird Twitter was
0: basically the internet ten years ago. Back when, back when it, the internet was just awkward at school and hadn't yet figured out how to blame women for its problems and become alt right. That's that's what that's what it was. Uh, yeah. those were the days. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. <laughs> it was the internet was a mistake. Also, back to this podcast that we propagate over the internet. Hey, <laughs> so yeah, you know, Colin, you just referenced how. A lot of teams have done a lot of stuff and drafted people, and Minnesota United hasn 't, but who drafted who and what happened um so the expansion draft
1: happened f c Cincinnati uh, picked five players, none of whom were from the loons. big shock everyone um, they picked Darren Maddox, Roland Lama, Eric Alexander, Hassan, and Dom, um, and they also picked and subsequently traded kai
0: Kamara you know this really reminds me of things that Minnesota United did in its uh First year, uh, in, in many ways, I think, you know, Jamaican defender, um, picking a player that they traded right away. It's a very Minnesota United like strategy that FC Cincinnati has.
1: Do you want me to go into this, uh, draft that never got published on E Lunum? (laughs) You should, you should have, I mean, you should have a dramatic reading, but. All right. So here's, (laughs) here's the gist of it. Basically, um, FC Cincinnati basically did the really expensive version of every single Minnesota United pick. Here we go. Um, Darren Maddox is basically Johan Venegas in the sense... (laughs) Hear me out on this because it actually does make sense. Darren Maddox has only ever been good when he's been given 10 or 12 starts in a row, whereas whenever he's been like a bench guy, he's been garbage. He's never been able to get significant enough traction to play his way in when he's been a bench player that's basically what we expected johan venegas to be so um roland lamar like come on he's basically
0: you know, never mind fuck this why don't you publish the article this is why we need our website who's working on it uh I none thought, of us are i thought you were I, yeah i was yeah. supposed to be working Producer Nick, I think, is. I'll, but, I'll work on it yeah. too. Now that I have a yeah.
1: different job, so yeah. more free time. Um, Eric Alexander definitely is Colin Warner, except for a hundred thousand dollars
0: more expensive. Seriously, he and is. Basically, Cincinnati took on a lot of international spots and also a lot of salary cap in this draft, and and they didn't even need to. They didn't. No, they didn't.
1: They could have picked Darren Maddox in the re-entry draft. Nobody would take his four hundred seventeen thousand dollars contract. They could have taken Roland Lamont because he was already out of contract and was eligible in the wafer draft.
0: You know, this this attitude of the team could have done different things. It really <laughs> reminds me of Minnesota United FC in its initial... You're absolutely M- right. F- United, you 100% correct. <laughs> FC Cincinnati is the new Minnesota United. We're, guys, we got rid of that, that Monty on our back. We're not the worst... Drafting team in the hey, MLS Before the season gets started And before FC Cincinnati actually prove us wrong Just go out there and say this on Twitter And anywhere you can as much as possible It really pisses off a small subset of FC Cincinnati fans To be compared yeah, to it's Minnesota It's really yeah. funny to piss them so, off yeah, I'm, It's so I'm, easy
1: and it's so much fun
0: our tea, and, and the worst thing is they're like That's like I said something about like comparing us to them And some of them are, That seems like more of a problem for Minnesota I was like no we know we're bad you know, yeah, yeah we've
1: come to terms with your this Your words can <laughs> hurt me.
0: 2019 is going to be a rude awakening for some Cincinnati fans. Yeah. Right, it's like, Minnesota sucks. Yeah, what else is new? So yeah, exactly. do you. Yeah. Like, We're numb to that. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to overpay a
1: European veteran in goalkeeper. They're going to put a bunch of guys from USL, most of whom, or most of the good ones, were stars in NASL and they're gonna hope that like two or three of them pan
0: out out of the 12 that they're bringing. And uh, actually, Vadim Demidov never heard of this guy before. Signed with Cincinnati <laughs> as their new one tapped. captain. Dude, and do not back. bring that man back to MLS. He will actually like have a grudge and like have something to prove, or like <laughs> scores a hat trick <laughs> yeah. Although he'd probably in the same game
1: score four own goals.
0: <laughs> yeah, scores a hat trick, but you conceded six, so it's fine. So the MLS waiver draft, Chicago picked up two people, including Marco Urania, and the Red Bulls traded up to take Marcus Epps.
1: None of those moves really no. move the needle for me.
0: Yeah. Urania could do okay in Chicago. But his time at LAFC was mediocre. Despondent. Yeah. yeah. It was bad. Best mediocre. Uh, Nick DeLeon. Got signed by Toronto in the re entry draft. I think that's the first like really solid move where I'm like, Oh yeah, that's worth it. right if, back and, with something to prove. If I remember right, Toronto picked like one spot ahead of us and pit DeLeon in that spot and then like, Oh if you'd just draft, but right. even if he had draft, I don't think Minnesota no, would have down no, moved on because and, and for some reason they're just being very silent right now. Oh, that's so surprising. Right? It's very yeah. different. That's uh, out of the norm. De Leon, of course, injured last year, came back from his injury for DC United and scored that goal that sent uh sent the game to penalties uh against who were they playing again
1: in the playoffs? Oh man. Was that that wasn't Philly?
0: No. I can't remember now. Was, it, was it New York? Uh, did New York beat them in penalties? Or no? No. Nah. There were there were a. Top seeds, so they wouldn't have played in that round. Right. It's like this happened years ago, and not. Like a it definitely month happened ago. years ago. Although there were some people on Reddit who are like, "Why does the Minnesota United sign anyone?" This off season has been so long, and I'm like, it's been eight days since the MLS Cup. Like it's, I mean, it's been <laughs> it's been a week. You know, not this this year has been exponentially r- long. Yeah. yeah, Black Panther came out this year. Wow. Queer Eye No it didn't Queer Eye debuted on Netflix this year That's bullshit It's all true There's no way that happened <laughs> a very long The year. only the
1: only thing that happened a long long time ago That I know happened this year Is a Jeff Rosenstock album oh,
0: yeah, that, was we were, that, we, that was the 3rd of January wasn't it? The was, first that the first? January. it was The 1st of January First <laughs> January. Danny Toya is going to RSL Donnie Toya you mean? You're out of Your Element Colin <laughs> it doesn't doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I I actually
1: suggested somebody take him because it was inexplicable that nobody could figure out Orlando's defensive woes last year, and yet Donny Toya got three games,
0: wasn't hurt, just didn't get played. He he you know he he had the temerity to tell Petke like, man, I'm really glad you're not wearing sweaters this year. So anyway. Uh, some moves, other moves in the uh, offseason so far. Uh, FC Cincinnati being unlike Minnesota and being very active in their first sign offseason. Signing Red Garza from oh. Atlanta. Also, uh, imagine going from winning the MLS Cup to Atlanta to literally, like two days later, signing for Minnesota United 2. Like, wow. that's That would be like an ego killer for me. Did, did we just sign Harrison Heath again? What, did that happen? No? Okay, did. No, but like I mean, it's like you know, one second you're on a high or in this parade, and next second you're taking the flight to Cincinnati. Like, it's gotta suck, man. I don't think he's in Cincinnati just yet. I think he's still chilling in Atlanta in a strip club somewhere with the most MLS Cup trophy. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> which actually happened? That, that, that did absolutely happen. happened. I we, yeah. Why why did we not have MLS this in the 3.0, nuts? baby? If, if Minnesota United ever wins the MLS Cup, don't touch the trophy until you've like disinfected a little bit, a little bit of Clorox. what's going to happen is we're going to take it to the state fair and fill with cheese turds after the Clorox. From the mousetrap. Yeah. After mm, the Clorox. After trap. the Clorox, of course. Yeah. yeah. Kendall Waston has gone to FC Cincinnati as well for $825,000. Is allocation money in dollars? Yes. It's supposedly in dollars. I they, mean, there's no symbol for garbage Bucks yet. So, yeah, dollars. Right. Yeah. Garbacoin. Garbacoin. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a G with a. If you pay enough garbage, you get element. gems and, and spend on other players. <laughs> it's all just one uh, freemium. And, and you can just buy dances Game. that your players do after they score. <laughs> anyway. Or after MLS Cup. FC Cincinnati signed yet another player in Victor Aloha. So, Watson Aloha, what do you think? I think they're, we'll, they're good signings. Yeah, they're good solid MLS signings. That was your cue to say this is a very Minnesota United move, and then then say whatever. No, okay. it's like, no,
1: it's not. Because here's, here's, here's how it's a very Minnesota United move. They've pretty much spent all of their allocation money before the start of the season. Here's how it's they, not. They've bought a proven
0: defender in MLS from from another club from Costa Rica, and uh, proven defender <laughs> already played well in MLS. <laughs> but Greg Guards is injury prone. I don't know if he'll... I mean... He won't play every game in the season. Yeah, his, his injuries... injury his salary been, will be yeah,
1: difficult. His injuries haven't necessarily been, like, just bad muscles. They've been contact injuries. But it is a concern that he hasn't recovered super quick in the past. Watson's a good pickup, but that's a lot of money for anybody. Yeah. So, Victor Aloha is a solid pickup, but you wasted a pick on Eric Alexander in the expansion draft what else happened in the league guys um rodney wallace signed with kansas city i believe he was the first free agent to change teams uh chris duvall loon legend was traded to houston and my favorite one um philly was posting about some jersey tags that they're putting onto their shirts next year which actually do seem kind of cool they leaked in those that they were announcing Sergio Santos, a Brazilian striker. Multiple replies to their tweet were "sign players." <laughs> they use that fans, as like the subtle hint that the they brightest. were announcing a signing.
0: Yeah. So, uh, a couple of bits of news from. NWSL Seattle Reign Have signed Spanish international Defender Celia Jimenez Delgado Washington Spirit Have re-signed Forward Estefania Banini Who sounds Like a delicious Sandwich Mm.
1: Um, Banini's What can I say? I I'm uh, very partial. Name. I'm very partial to specifically pressed sandwiches. I, I can't really do it for Tibanu right now, honestly.
0: Washington <laughs> Spirit goalkeeper Audrey Bledsoe has also signed with the with the Spirit again.
1: Uh, PSRA, which is the Pro Referees Union, um, announced today that they had voted to authorize a strike should they not be able to reach a collective bargaining agreement with pro they also mentioned that they had some issues trying to negotiate their new deal throughout the year with pro apparently at the last second before meetings just canceling them so watch that space because it might mean that there's different referees to start the year maybe
0: Nah, that fills me with confidence if you think pro refereeing is bad. As a Packer right. fan, replace a are bullshit and should never be allowed in any sport. Yeah. Oh. yeah I was, I was going to throw <laughs> it to you right. for a comment there. Hey, North Carolina Courage, the reigning NWSL champion, have also re-signed Captain Ab- Abby Erseg. So, last little bit of news there. Boot. All right, let's move on to a segment that we call Get Low. Dum, dum, dum. Let's get low and get to a wrap-up of US lower league soccer provided by Nippon Chopra website, Socktix.
2: Hey everybody, it's me Nippon Chopra again, um, a couple weeks away, but I am ready to talk soccer with you once more. Lower division soccer, to be more specific. There's been a lot of news so far in the off-season, uh, and we should start with some sanctioning news. The first bit of news is we are hearing that USL Championship, which is Division 2, has been sanctioned without concerns uh, uh, as a Division 2 league by USSF. Uh, USL League 1, which is Division 3, of course, uh, has been provisionally sanctioned as D3. And what that usually means, and we don't know this for sure, but it usually means that there were some waivers. Uh, From what I'm told, those waivers were general waivers uh, such as field size and uh, uh, um, field uh, width specifically is what I'm told for a couple of teams. Um, and I think those are things that USSF is pretty good about letting slide, at least in the short term. Uh, on the other hand, uh, NISA, which is also applying for Division Three sanctioning, was asked to uh, revisit something. Uh, we don't know what the uh, what those criteria were I've reached out to both U.S. soccer as well as U.S. soccer board members as well as NISA and no one is really telling me what exactly they were however one U- uh, how, what exactly the concerns were I should be more specific there however one USSF board member who did not want to be um, cited publicly told me uh, told sock Ticks and me that um it, the concerns were over quote financial issues now that could be related to ownership issues that could be related to uh, net worth it could be a variety of things but there seem to be some uh t's and i's that have not been uh, crossed and dotted, respectively. Uh, the good news for Nisa, of course, is that they don't play until the fall of 2019, so they actually have a lot more time to get their ducks in a row and uh, revisit this sanctioning issue into January and February, if need be. In other sanctioning news, Ottawa Fury, which is was scheduled to play in USL Championship next year, as it has for the last couple of seasons, was denied USL was denied sanctioning by Concacaf. Um, this is a developing situation, and uh, there's a lot of confusion over why this is happening. Uh, the prevalent idea is that um, Concacaf expects Ottawa Fury to play in the upcoming Canadian uh, Premier Soccer League, which starts in uh, twenty twenty, um, and uh, the the desire f- the the. Um, oh, sorry, in 2019, and the likelihood of Ottawa and Ottawa not agreeing to play in that league um, is against FIFA regulations, um, you know, some of which we've seen before. Uh, the The confusion about that, of course, is that there are exceptions to that rule. Um, You know, of course, we can talk about Swansea in the Premier League or we can talk about Toronto FC and MLS and a lot of examples of that. So this is an ongoing story. But as things stand, Ottawa Fury may not be playing in USL next year. Uh, The league is backing them and I think it will eventually get sorted out. Speaking of the league, the season is going to begin. USL Championship season is going to begin on March 8th, uh, that that weekend. Uh, We got the first round of fixtures uh, and I, rec- uh, I recommend uh, people checking those out. Uh, as was first reported by Sock Takes, uh, USL will be playing a split conference again next season. There were rumors that they would they would uh, switch to the three-conference format next season. Uh, that did not happen. And in order to make it an even matchup in number of teams, Swope Park Rangers and St. Louis FC will switch to the Eastern Conference, which will be an interesting thing because it makes... Uh, gives Indy Eleven and uh, and Louisville another travel, a uh, travelable, I guess, navigable different uh, distance to to go to away games. Especially now that FC Cincinnati has moved to MLS. Um, so those are the big pieces of news. Uh, there's some news coming out of NPSL too, as well as as the Founders Cup plan uh, uh, plan unfolds. But we'll probably report on that in a couple of weeks when I join you guys for the next edition of Get Low on the wonderful We Call It Soccer podcast. This is me, Nipun Chopra, signing off. I'll chat with you guys soon. Thank you, Nipun, for sending us that report. Wonderful?
0: He thinks we're wonderful? Don't tell him. <laughs> Don't correct him. Um. So Nipun sent that in yesterday. Earlier, earlier today uh, was announced that uh, former U.S. National Team coach uh, Dave Sarachan would become the head coach of North Carolina FC 2003 MLS Coach of the Year, David Sarachan. I mean, most recently though he was the uh, interim coach for uh, the U.S. national team. So don't, <laughs> well, I'm like that now. Actually, I'm a professional. God damn it! All Fuck right. it, we're doing it live. <coughs> Sorry, your voice cracked right there. I know. Puberty yeah. right. <laughs> immediately. Uh, all right, well, <laughs> nothing really happened for the U.S. national team so let's skip that segment for now and take a break. We shall return with part two of We Call It Soccer. welcome back to we call it soccer this part part two all about the european game the finer game the beautiful sport etc etc the only league that brings me joy right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's move into the segment we call the stiff upper leagues what are you doing in england mind your own business so i'm saying something about the english leagues where proper footy happens we really there need to is. edit that something. No, I, think it's pretty fucking fantastic. I think it's a- Absolutely perfect <laughs> You know what Put it on a Twitter <laughs> poll After the recording Let's see what happens <laughs> Alright So Liverpool played Manchester United On Sunday morning Liverpool getting the 3-1 win With Zedard and Shaqiri Getting two goals Yeah Super sub Zedard and Shaqiri. Baby Shaq As I like to call, like to call him uh, two minutes. he's like 5'5 five five? He's 5'7 five actually Let's flip it up We at the bar At uh, Blackheart St. Paul Great venue to watch soccer um, Lots of fun there Had a great time with Uh Well, you notch and Zeller and Bridget from our live show, and Robert, Robert, Joe, Robert wasn't there, Joe was there, Mo was there. Let's just mention everybody. Everybody, we don't leave anyone out that way. (laughs) Phineas, first, Phineas, there, but I wasn't there, Colin wasn't there, yeah, and Nick wasn't there either because he's sick this week and it's actually not in the room with us, so yeah, we did feel better. Hope he's at home watching highlights of this game over and over again because we beat Manchester United for the first time in five years That's in the league. That Sadio Mane goal was incredible. Beautiful goal, beautiful pass from Fabinho who I leaned over to Zeller at uh, some point during the day and went, I really like this Fabinho guy. He's just a hard nose in the midfield making sliding tackles that are inch perfect and his passing has been really good lately. If you knew that up that I'd, I'd be ecstatic. But Shatiri... Two Deflagena shots. Two goals. The first goal of his really pissing off David De Gea, which made me very, very happy. Just in general, I am still shocked that Jose Mourinho has a job. I mean, you look at the amount of talent on that team, and I don't think I'd fully registered it until watching a Manchester United game, which I've avoided this year for obvious <laughs> reasons. The amount of talent on that team. He, they showed the bench when the game during the game was and Padba was on there. Paul Podba. World Cup winning one of the best midfielders in the world. Second Paul Podba. Second best player at Juventus after Dybala uh before he came to Manchester United. Yeah. i I put him above above Dybala, honestly. Yeah. The ball's little, a little inconsistent for my taste, but Paul Podba, who's probably going to Barcelona in the, in January, let's be honest. He needs to get the hell out of there or Joyce needs to leave. One of the two. And if I can just mention Allison's Howler just for a second. Sure. It did happen. Let's do a goal well by Jesse Lindard. And I did it at Shades. I think Colin our slash channel. Uh, Allison Karius, which... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This... I, I felt better after... I didn't, I didn't feel great, but I felt better after this Howler than I did after Karius's Howler because watching that game... Liverpool was more dominating. Rexoneta wasn't, didn't really have a, a shout in it. And in my mind, at least, this might be a hindsight as well, but I just felt like Liverpool is dominating this game. There's no way we're going to lose all three points here. It's, it's no surprise that Liverpool did well and is doing well because their academy team also seems to be doing pretty well this year, beating Arsenal 3-2. Uh, This weekend, (laughs) what is it? Southampton's first win. It's kind of a burn on both of us, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing about it. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) this is actually Southampton's first win in several games, I believe. uh, After they fired Mark Hughes and they signed uh, Rolf Hassenhudel, which, if you say it wrong, weird Dutch name. Yeah. (laughs) If you if you pronounce it wrong, it's completely weird. Anyway. Yeah. Um.
1: Arsenal looked terrible in this game. And. Emory the, out. <laughs> in the 22 game run that the Reds had not lost, there were probably five or six games like this where they either escaped with a draw or even a win. It, this was coming at some point. Let's enjoy the fact that we went 22 unbeaten. But let's also mourn the fact that we have no defenders and we have even more injuries. You know, you had holding last week, now it's Bellarine that's going to be out for a few weeks at least, and it's going to be in the middle of the festive fixtures.
0: Like, hey, it's, we can it's take not Christmas to- now, Trump is in the White House. You were
1: supposed to console me about Hector Bellerin being out, not. <laughs> don't worry
0: about that. Cassione's back.
1: <sighs>
0: City. Magic City beating... I, I, I'm just going to leave now. You guys have fun with the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Magic City beating Everton. 3-1 in a game where out of four of these these four goals i was scored in the game, three were headers. It's pretty crazy. And uh, Watford beating Cardiff 3-2. Out of the five goals in this game, three of them were fucking fantastic. Canadian Canadian junior Hoylett having one of the three bangers in this game. Uh, So good for him. Also, is there a player in Watford called Quinoa? I'm going to pronounce that way, but that's how I'm going to pronounce it. Because I'm a dumb dumb American. Yeah, I mean, like, I I just wonder if his name is Quinoa. If he has some of the qualities of Quinoa being kind of protein-filled and yet... Good for you. Uh, doesn't require factory farming. Uh, any other any other things we can we can attribute? His name uh, is Kina, by the way. It's not quinoa. Uh, There's no o at the that's end. That's sad. Yeah, it is sad. All right, let's move into the <clears> segment <throat> that we call they don't call it soccer in brackets. Some do, though. Where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. First of all, Champions League round of 16 draw: Liverpool facing Bayern Munich. Not as scary as it would have been in years previous. Bayern's not doing so well in the lead and haven't historically done that well in the Champions League as of late. Famous last words. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to be smashed in both legs probably now that I said that. Uh, Shocker versus Man City. Man City's got this one by a mile, yeah? I mean, you're nodding, which is great for an audio podcast. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Juventus versus (laughs) Loto Madrid. This, This has... Shithousery and nil nil draws written all over it. Yeah, this is. I no. I'm not going to watch this one. Either, either Griezmann or Ronaldo are happy. Either way, we all are unhappy, you know. So if only, like, only Dabala could be happy, I'd be happy. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Roma versus Porto, which seems like on paper, like good for Roma, but Roma is also not doing very well in the lead and has been underperforming immensely. And have their, their goalkeeper, they've got to replace, uh, uh Allison, his last name is Olsen, spells it wrong I'm pretty sure so he's terrible, obviously. The uh this next fixture is the one that I'm really looking forward to. Dortmund versus Tottenham Hotspur That I think Tottenham's probably a little more um the fans probably a little more uh confident going in this late but it's not the same Dortmund that they beat twice last year. Dortmund is a uh, like a freight train running through the Bundesliga right now. Yeah. Yes it is. Uh, look at some of the other fixtures PSG versus Manchester United that's pretty obvious Ajax versus Madrid uh, you know what that could actually be a banana peel for Madrid and that could uh, well, Real Madrid's been so up and down this entire season it's kind right. of odd to pin them down really where they are and Ajax has got people like Frankie Diong, so they're kind of I don't know this yeah. could this could be an interesting one Leon versus Barcelona sorry Leon but unless you get Leon Messi out of the game <laughs> Do uh, we go back to PSG for Manchester United? It's a, a fight between the futility of Jose Mourinho versus the futility of PSG in the Champions League. Who's going to be worse in this fixture? I think. I think this is this is the game where like Paul Pogba goes on the pitch, but then decides to just run the ball into his own net. It's like a dramatic betrayal. He he's wearing a PSG jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that'd be pretty great. All right, let's talk about Bundesliga, where. Magladbach tips Fedora somehow cling to second place despite tying sixth place Hoffenheim. Yeah, they're even on points with uh, Bayern Munich only ahead of them on goal differential. On top is Dortmund clear by nine points above those two teams. They beat Werder Bremen 2-1 with all the goals coming in the first half. Yep, Paco Alcacer continues his hot run. This time... Wait, 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 wait. Paco Alcacer? Yeah. They're talking about the first half here. Paco Alta Setzer? Seltzer? Alta Seltzer. He does have a uh, headache calming quality to him. <laughs> yeah, he but, actually scored in the first half he started this game, uh, which is crazy, right? Okay, weird. Yeah, right? Very odd. And also, I was informed on Saturday that Stuttgart won by our resident uh, Stuttgart fan, Shane. And they beat Hertha Berlin 2-1. Was it to was the one. a movie, by the way, Shane? Isn't is that a that, that a Western is I mean, if it's not, we should definitely make it. No, 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 I'm pretty sure there's a Western called Shane. Well, you looked that up. Yeah, uh, there, there is. It's, 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 it's called Shane, and it stars uh, Alan Ladd as Shane, and it's got Jack Balance in it too. What How, you, what you, what do you, do you have a made? friend named Shane, and you haven't checked out Shane? How do I know this? I'm not from here. If we've learned anything in this in this podcast episode, is that you know. Of. Way more pop culture pop culture references that no one else knows in this room. Seriously. God. <laughs> but uh Mario Gomez with two dolls in this in this game for Stuttgart. Mario Gomez. Now that's a pop culture reference. I don't want to it dated. <laughs> uh yeah. He's only, he's only thirty-three notch. Yeah, that's true. Well, we also had Eintracht Frankfurt beating Bayer Leverkusen two one. Frankfurt managed to go up two nil before Bayer equalized. That keeps Frankfurt in fifth place, unfortunately. Climbing above them, two points above them, are RB Leipzig in fourth, who beat Hanover 96. That's last-placed Hanover 96, 4-0, on a pitch that looked pretty bad. Yeah, two goals from Timo Werner, former Stuttgart player, who I hear from Shane is... uh, I can't say that on the podcast, actually. Uh, Let's move on. (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about La Liga, where Barcelona had a hat-trick from Leo Messi... To in their in their five 0 win against you Levant, know didn't? if he was the top player in the world he'd score all he'd score all five I don't understand yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's only a trick it's true it's, he's really only the fifth player, best player in the world Atletico Madrid required a last second goal to beat Rio Valodol. That's Real Madrid. That beat Real Valladolid Wait, I'm no. I messed up. No, you're right. You're See, right. Sometimes I'm right. <laughs> it's it's rare but it happens. Put us in there. Can you cut this out. Yeah, I'm editing I'm, this no, week. God damn it. No. No. Atletico Madrid requiring a last second goal to beat Valladolid. Dolid. Valladolid. Valladolid. What how do you Your say that? Double L is, is a yeah sound so Vaya. Okay. Dolid? All, right. All right. Cool. Good. Uh and and Real Madrid beating Rayo Vallecano, Rayo Vol- Real Volcano. <laughs> one 0 <laughs> with Karim Benzema scoring the goal. Picture Right outside their training ground, there's a volcano, and they just have Rio pointing to it, like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's real. <laughs> trust us, don't go up there, it's very scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sevilla managing to keep second place in the league to keep our romance alive uh, by beating Girona 2-0. Uh, they opened up with a penalty in this game, and they managed to get another goal. Yeah, Sevilla hanging tough with the traditional top three in Spain, uh... They're definitely going to need some uh, reinforcements in January, though. Their their squad is a little thin. They are even on points with Atletico ahead on goal difference. All right, let's talk about Serie A, Colin, our Serie A consultant. What's going on in Serie A? I think he's actually mad about the whole Arsenal thing. He's holding up a phone. He says, (laughs) remember, I'm not here. Not here in... uh, Inverted commas. All right, well, all that's happening in Serie A is Juventus keep winning and getting points. So, I guess he's not going to do this final segment. All right, all right. Well, uh, (laughs) let's just move on to a segment that we call Soccer Things, where Colin dips into the deep, dark corners of the soccer world to bring you stories you won't and shouldn't believe.
1: So, I actually came back for this because (laughs) I made... I made a terrible error in not mentioning this in our notes. Um fuck Rangers, guys. Fuck Rangers and fuck their fans especially. So uh, not their coach, just he's a saint. Stevie J. Yeah, he actually is on the right side of. Them. Oh good. So okay, um uh, oh. so Whew. Celtic striker Lee Griffiths um is taking a leave of absence from the team. Um, following the uh, revelation that he's been having some severe uh, mental health issues, as well as um, a, um, a gambling addiction, yeah, is that correct, gambling yes. and it, it's it's caused him to be um, you know, certainly not his best self. And you know, all best wishes to him. Let's hope he gets off on the right track. The worst part of this, aside from everything that's going on with him and his family is the reaction that a number of Rangers fans had in advance of their game against Rapid Vienna in the Europa League, where a bunch of their fans gathering in a um, town plaza in Austria, I kid you not, they started chanting about how Lee Griffiths is never going to play a game again and celebrating that fact. Because, as we all know, Everybody on both sides of the old firm derby, but especially especially the Rangers fans, are hot fucking garbage. So, guess what happened to Rangers in that game? Please tell me they got, they got beat. Not only did they get beat, they got beat in the 84th minute. And by not getting a point in that game, they did not advance to the round of 32 in the Europa League. Oh, no. And guess who went through with a result that same night? Was it Celtic? It was Celtic. Served those fuckers right. Those There's Euro- no conspiracy here. That is just good old-fashioned karma in
0: action. Those Europa League stri- scriptwriters really know how to... Right. I don't know. I, I ran out of steam there. I'm sorry. So I'm at Chaos in 7.16. <laughs> Uh, on Twitter, I'll start at 55.1, uh, check out Complete Darkness coming out sometime next year. I have some bits in there, so that's pretty cool. I'm What's deep... the Complete Darkness? It's a book that is put out by uh, Byline Press and some writers from 55.1, um, kind of summarizing the season of Minnesota United. They've done it for three years. This is my first time writing in it, so I'm pretty excited to be part of that project. Um. also thanks to the tectonics for these of their song lustless is our theme music they have a new ep out called four songs because guess what there's four songs on there and they're all fantastic check them out on tectonics Uh you can find me at the
1: attachments you can also find my writing over at e pluribus lunum um, I'm expecting that I'm going to have plenty of time to write this week because of how dead work is going to be
0: uh, so maybe expect some pieces who knows you can find me at TWO United fans. Please tell your friends about this podcast, but maybe wait till the new year because, again, we're not going to have a live episode for the next couple of weeks. We shall return in the first week of January. Uh, week Out Soccer is usually produced by Nick Rodriguez, whose views on soccer and politics can be found at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter.
1: Wait a minute, Notch. What happens if Minnesota United actually signs somebody?
0: Uh, sorry, we wait. I mean,. We do what they (laughs) do, which is won't happen. We do what they do, which is we stay silent. You know, a little bit of they get a little taste of their own medicine. All right, with that, we bid you adieu for a few weeks. See ya! Happy New Year and all that. You could say Christmas again, Caleb. You could say Christmas again.